Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Any good stories from the road? By book. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. Rat poison proof. They're mon geese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. All right, all right, all right. We got Wes, we got Palmer, we got Jake Rowe. Jake Roos will join us uh, momentarily. Jake Rowe, welcome back. Hope everything's well in the intestinal department. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. (laughs) Um, Best best I've ever been, I think. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to hit reset. What did y'all think about Jalen Carter's pro day? Was it as bad as uh, Twitter is telling me that it was? I wasn't there on the ground. I did watch it on the SEC network and saw the footage that Palmer sent in. But what did your eyes tell you? It was tough to watch him for us because uh, that's when the interviews really started kicking off. But I will say this. uh, he He was there for a good time, not a long time. And what I mean by that is, you know, the conditioning played a role in it. I didn't really notice it at the time, um, but, you know, you kind of put two and two together. He didn't work out for a ton. He looked good. I thought he looked great in, a, in the very short time that I watched him. He looked great going through bags. He's he's quick, man. He's twitchy. He's a good-looking player. Um, but um, for whatever reason, he came in in, in not as great shape and, and is carrying some extra weight. I mean, look at him um, huffing and puffing right there. Yeah. yeah, he's struggling a little bit. And, you know, he's been, um, you know, it's been a tumultuous couple weeks for him. And, um, you know, maybe his conditioning and his workouts and everything are not exactly where his focus is at at this point. Um, you know, and I know that probably everything that's gone off is taking a toll on him. One thing I do find interesting, though, um, he comes in at nine pounds heavier than he was at the combine. Darnell Washington came in eight pounds heavier than he was at the combine. He said he weighed 272 today. He weighed 264 at the combine. So, and Darnell had a pretty good workout. I, I, I thought he kind of, he had a little bit of a limp, um, especially when he was walking around, but um, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little scale issue, maybe a little bit of, you know, last minute weight cutting for the combine that they didn't do for this. Not, not entirely sure. Um, but he didn't like he was in shape. I'll say that. Um, Otherwise, you know, the drills he did, he looked good in. Uh, where it is, he cramped up. Um, you know, Jalen's – Jalen's – it's just not helping himself a whole lot right now. And, uh, you know, kind of – you know, what, looking at Stetson Bennett there on the screen, everybody was talking about what he did to his draft stock by getting a public intoxication thing. I mean, Jalen's heard his worse, um, you know, with events before uh, the combine and events after since the combine at Pro Day and – um, I didn't think it was just this god awful. He struggled. He looked terrible type thing, but he didn't get through as much as you would want um, a potential three down defensive tackle to get through. Yeah, it was a context thing. It was not he bombed, he tanked, he had a terrible workout. It was he already has all this stuff coming in. He needed to at least just hold the line and show up, work out solid and be strong and what I heard anyway from one of those workouts I don't know who the coaches were who the scouts were or whoever that was uh, the ringleader on some of those things but I heard one of them kind of yelling at him and or Nolan Smith I don't think it was Nolan Smith not to half-ass anything it was was, they were they were yelling at Jalen yeah it was that's uh, not what you want when 32 NFL franchises are right there watching you, whether you're half-assing it or not, you don't want someone yelling that at you. So that kind of stuck out to me as like, ooh, probably not the best. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you guys. Um, You know, I I didn't think it was noticeably, like, terrible, but it was probably not his best. And, Jake, like you pointed out over on the board, he and did so again tonight. He's got a lot of things going on other than football. 
he's dealing with that as, as best as he can. Um, and, and maybe right now the football is secondary and that's not what you want when you're going through this draft process, but you, I mean, he's, he's already being handled, uh, handed a, a hand of cards that, you know, he probably didn't want right now. Um, and, and that's his own doing. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that uh, the world is against Jalen Carter. Um, that, that is his own doing, but yeah. um, you know, I, I think that probably there's, it's being blown a little bit out of proportion. Um, you know what he did today, if he wasn't in the spotlight that he was, I don't know that people would have paid right. as much attention to, uh, to, to, you know, his, his effort, his conditioning, whatever it may be today. Uh, if he wasn't put, if he hadn't put himself in the spotlight already, uh, I don't know that he would be in it right now. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a spotlight. I think it was a microscope. Everything yeah. he did, you know, it was like a tennis match. You could watch all 32 heads turn if Jalen Carter walked by him, even when he wasn't working out because they wanted to try and glean anything they could out of his workout today. He was being dissected every single move today. And that's, uh, that maybe that would have happened, you know, if you're looking at a guy that is about to be the number one overall draft pick in an alternate universe where he doesn't come in with all this off the field stuff, maybe. Everyone is analyzing uh, him that much because he didn't do anything physical at the combine, but uh, it certainly doesn't help. And in the weight thing, when that hit this morning, I think it was Nagy that reported it first that he came in nine pounds heavier. I was like, oh boy, everything this, everything after that today is going to be about what Jalen Carter is not doing right, and uh, it kind of turned into that at an otherwise pretty successful day for Georgia uh, from my vantage point, just watching on the TV. Yeah. I mean, I think that when you're, when you're above 300 pounds, that, that weight thing, but again, uh, you know, it, it, it didn't kind of hit me till later because we were interviewing Darnell and he said, you know, that he did come in uh, when, when they measured Darnell, they got him at six, seven today. Um, and then, you know, he was the, well, what did you weigh? And he said 272 pounds. And I was like, man, that's, I said, you know, that's a Jake Rose style weight gain right there in two weeks. You know, like, I mean, I, I, you know, putting on eight pounds is a, is a good deep breath for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then, you know, then they say the same thing about Jalen Carter, which I didn't hear until later. Um, I don't know that the weight gain doesn't, doesn't bother me as much as him just not being able to finish. And I wonder, and, and this is no excuse and, and, and it's definitely not an excuse when you consider he, it's his own doing, right. It's his own doing. He got a warning. Uh, for driving fast he continued to do it he was involved in what went on not necessarily he didn't cause it but he was involved um and uh you know if maybe he didn't work out at the combine to give himself a little extra time to make up for some of the stuff he didn't do while he was dealing with all this stuff mentally and emotionally maybe he wasn't where he thought he was going to be um ultimately you know the way kirby smart spoke about him today was interesting to me because, you know, he did talk about, how you know, some of the stuff Jalen's had to go through. He did talk, make the comment that, you know, Jalen, he was glad Jalen was able to be back around the team yesterday for practice. Right. And I don't know. It sounded like he was describing a guy that's been going through it. And again, I'm not sitting here saying, Hey, Jalen's justified in showing up and, you know, looking out of shape at the NFL combine, um, you know, but at the same time, um, you know, we're looking for causes, not excuses. And I think that's that I think that's ultimately having played a huge role in this thing. At what point? I don't know. Was it the legal issues that got him upset? Was it the incident itself? Um, it's tough to say. Um, but but, you know, the, the fact that he's kind of trying to press through this and get through this. Um, I'm not so sure we're not dealing with a dude that's that's dealing with some in some ways, some survivor's guilt type, type stuff. And, and in some ways, a, a kind of a broken heart um, because a lot of guys are. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't even yeah. really want to know. I would just like to see him get in shape and do well for himself going forward. I'm totally with you, Jake. I think it's easy to empathize with what he's going through from that standpoint of, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not uh, charged with the same thing or the, or the same crimes, but – just thinking about where he is and, and the situation he's landed himself in right now to see a guy that is potentially carrying a lot of that burden. It, it's easy to uh, understand 
the human emotion of that and how it could set him back. Now the question is, how many opportunities does he have? This was the last big scale opportunity in front of everybody. He could have had the combine. He chose not to. Um, would have made sense if he wasn't in trouble uh, to you know just say, okay, he doesn't need to do that. He proved it as a player. But now you're almost in the situation where, okay, buddy, you, you got to show me something because now I'm finding more and more reasons to not pick you up. So didn't do the combine. He had the workouts today. Maybe there's some workouts in between now and the draft. But what can he do physically to show everyone like, hey, I, I actually can get in better shape? Yeah, I mean, there are workouts in between. There's the individual workouts with the teams. I mean, hell, Jalen Carter, if if he said he's going to hold a private workout on his own, all these teams would show up. Uh, you know, A, to talk to him about his situation, and, and B, to see, uh, to, to give him another chance. These teams are looking for a reason to draft a player this good. They're not looking – for reasons to they are looking for reasons not to draft guys but when you've got a guy that's this talented that's proven it this much on the field they would love a reason to be able to take him and justify their selection that that's what yeah there there there's a there's a group of guys and it's a much larger group than the other group. But there's a group of guys, like you said, Palmer, they're looking for reasons not to draft these guys. Then you got the Jalen Carters and uh, of the world that, that kind of have some baggage, and you're trying to find everything. You're trying to find that modicum of hope. Like, oh, you know, you're talking to your D-line coach, and you're saying, hey, do you think you can get through to him? Do you think you can do this? And, and, and I ultimately think when, when you look at Jalen Carter's situation um, – you know, the racing thing is, is problematic because you don't know. I mean, listen, Henry Ruggs had what happened to him in Vegas. And, you know, you hear about these incidents. I mean, you know, is the next time going to be the time that Jalen Carter gets seriously hurt or or lose, you know, or, or worse? You know, I mean, is the next time he goes 85 and a 45, is that, is that what's going to happen? Um, we don't know. And, and you know, you hope that he's learned that lesson. So that's that's kind of a red flag. This is another red flag. But I tell you, I'm with you, Palmer, 100%. I really believe that their NFL teams just kind of, all right, can you get them? And, and I think, Wes, I'm not sure on NFL rules. You've covered more NFL ball than I have. Um, don't teams get a certain amount of private workouts um, that they can kind of I think bring it's in and put them through? Um, it's been a while since I've been around that scene. But, I mean, they do have their allotment of, you know, contact, time they can spend with them. Uh, things they can do, workouts. I mean, hell, Bill Belichick shows up to Athens and told uh, David Andrews David Andrews to work out for him in the parking lot, basically. I mean, it's just you what you can, and you get in touch with them and see what uh, you can do and, and how much you can learn one-on-one. -on -one. And, yeah, I mean, with Carter, you got to think somebody is still seeing something in there. You know, maybe they're understanding, okay, we get one bad workout, and that's what we saw today. But I'm curious, I mean, how how much do you think one pro day like this, with all the context around Jalen Carter right now, how much can it really hurt or help him? I just don't know that one day, even if it was bad, let's take the Twitter talk out of it, uh, the actual reality of the situation I don't know how much one day was going to impact him uh, one way or another. And let's like take a step back and think about the context there. For a talent of Jalen Carter's magnitude, I just don't know that it could. No, I mean, Wes, you're right there. Because when you're talking about players that are this talented, to guys that could go number one overall in the draft, there's not a huge difference in, in terms of what they can do to go from one to five, one to seven, five to ten, whatever that that small range. We're talking about a, it's it's money. It's a lot of money that's being you know that's a matter of uh, you know those those draft positions. But it's a, it's a small range. Today days like today, the NFL Combine too. It's more for guys that are able to move rounds that are back end of the draft guys that are able to impress a team. And, and, you know, instead of being a seventh round pick or an undrafted guy, they get a 
third, you know, fourth round, fifth round grade. To me, that's that's what these days are more about than, you know, hey, is this team going to take you at one or, or are you going to fall to eight? Yeah, it's I, not I like will say this. Jalen's falling out of the first. If I'm an NFL scout, um, and, and I would be surprised if this doesn't come up in in in, in a, at least one meeting, right? Um, if I'm an NFL scout and I'm I'm thinking or or a GM, I'm asking myself, all right, life is hard, okay? Life is just hard, and and bad stuff's gonna happen, and and tough stuff's gonna happen. I mean, you may not lose a teammate, be right there, be a part of it, all that stuff, but is this how he's gonna react? When stuff gets hard, is he going to kind of go in the tank for a, for a few weeks or a couple months and and kind of lose himself and lose his body and lose his conditioning? Um, I think you got to ask yourself that question. I think you got to ask yourself the question of of um, you know is he going to be the kind of guy that's going to battle his weight his whole career? And you know it didn't seem to hurt Jordan Davis too much. And Jordan Davis, I mean, uh, I don't think folks really understand how much that was a yearly deal of hey Jordan, you're too heavy, three seventy, you got to get down to three thirty. And then finally, I don't know if you guys noticed this, that last year, his whole career it was 320. That last year, Kirby and company are like, yeah, we just give him 335, whatever. Jesus Christ. I mean, it was like, golly, let's just, you know. But, I mean, but Jake, it, if, if Jalen was battling weight his entire career, don't you think we would have heard about it the same way we heard about it with Jordan? No, no, I agree with you there. But at this point, you've got that. You've This is, we're talking about a seed of doubt here. And, you know, you got to gain some weight in a short period of time and gets out of shape. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that that you know, as they scrutinize him, um, you know, I think some teams are gonna gonna. It, I don't know. I don't think this. I know this. Some teams are gonna put a little bit more into it than others. I know that you know through the years of being in 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 press boxes and you know hitting up the guy with the Arizona Cardinals, you know, pullover on and talking to the guy with the with the Indianapolis Colts, you know, hat on. Um, you know, I've made some contacts and some guys that I've, uh, you know, that I that I can text with. Okay, Adam I, Schefter. I, I saw. Oh no, I can't break any NFL news, but I can text them about things. Like, did hey, you just you give up your sources? Did you just tell us? <laughs> no, no, no. I did not use the teams of the teams that I talked to. No. Jim Ursay is yeah. Jake Rose. Yeah, Cole's and I get a lot of stuff from Jim. Uh, we got the same. <laughs> never mind. I was about. I was about to make it. <laughs> But we got the same. We got the same guy. We got the same pharmacist. See, street pharmacist. Yeah, we got the same street pharmacist. Uh, but no, we we definitely don't. I, I <laughs> what he had in his system that night put me on my ass for months. Um, but no, you, so I hit some guys up after I saw him there. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. We get close enough. There, you know, we're we're peons and they're you know serfs. Uh, but I I texted a few guys and everybody kind of had some version of yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. You know, uh, what do you think of Jalen Carter? All this stuff. Um, but I will say the guy that that I'm talking about, like the people are absolutely in love with, is Nolan Smith. Um, everybody I talked to is like, man, that Nolan Smith kid is something else. Uh, I bet you loved covering that kid. And I was like, eh, kind of. He was. Uh, he started to sound like a. Uh, at some point, he sounded started to sound like a 59 year old Baptist preacher. Um, <laughs> very old soul that man is. Uh, but um, they they love Nolan Smith and and everybody's in wait and see on mode on Jalen Carter. There's guys. There's plenty of time between now and the NFL draft for those private workouts for those interviews. And uh, you know, I I tell you what, man, if I'm if I'm Jalen's agent, which I believe is Drew Rosenhaus, uh, one of the best ones out there, um, also one of the most boisterous. Um, if I'm his agent and his trainer, he's he's running at six o'clock in the morning and he's running at six o'clock the next morning. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'd almost ask Kirby Smart to get involved, and I, I don't even know if that's allowed, but I'd say, hey, coach, uh, how'd you do it? What, yeah. What'd you do? Yeah. And that's and that's what is kind of speculated about right now is, you know, these guys leave the, the uh, meat grinder that is Georgia's program and just go crazy or, or not keep themselves as disciplined because Georgia's program is so stringent. And I say that tongue in cheek about getting Kirby Smart involved if you're Drew Rosenhaus, but I do wonder. 
I mean, the hardest thing to do a lot of times is to motivate yourself. And it might be hard when you're getting screamed at by Kirby Smart, but it's a lot harder a lot of times to motivate yourself to do anything. Wes, you make a really good point, man. And I could not agree more with the idea that it, when you do run that meat grinder, a lot of guys are going to respond to it positively. They're going to just transition to the next level because they see the dollar signs and they see that earning potential. Alabama had their fair share. Eddie Lacy, body, just let it roll. I mean, he was Eddie Lacy looked more like Jake Rowe than he did college Eddie Lacy, you know, a few years into the league. Rolando McLean was a stud at Alabama, maybe the best college linebacker from a size and speed and, and freak show standpoint I've ever seen. Flamed out in the NFL. Henry Ruggs went, you know, um, bat feces crazy when he got to well, – uh, let me tell you one. I mean, speaking of the NFL coverage in my distant rear view, I mean, this seems like a simple example that maybe <laughs> turned into a bigger one. But Calvin Ridley shows up. It's yeah. a rookie camp, and it is hot as hell outside. And he's wearing long sleeves. And everyone's asking him. I think D-Lab was probably the first one to ask him, why are you wearing long <laughs> sleeves? And Calvin and Calvin goes, well, Coach Saban wouldn't let us do it. And that was like a little glimpse into that. Of like, yeah. I finally have a little freedom, so what am I going to do? I'm going to wear yeah. long sleeves. And that, you know, I'm not saying that's why he and got listen, in trouble you can't, sports you gambling. You can't be responsible but. for that as a program. Like you've uh, – listen, the, one of the things that that were that killed Georgia fans under Mark Rick, that, that just drove them crazy, were um, – and I don't count Geno Atkins in this because Geno Atkins was a stud in, co in college and he was just a better pro because I think – better pro relative to his draft position because he didn't – It there was no Aaron Donald yet and nobody wanted to draft six six foot and a half defensive tackles at the time. Uh, but you saw so many guys. Rashad Jones is an example. Um, several others who who played for Rick, had good, good, decent Georgia careers. But, man, the NFL got the best of them. It got the best version of those players. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen at Alabama. You know, that doesn't happen. That's not going to happen at Georgia. That They're going to squeeze every ounce of potential that, that that kid has at the age of 18, 19, 20, 22, 23 out of that kid. And, uh, you know, you can't be responsible for them not being able to take it. Like I said, most of those guys are going to go into the pro level and they're going to be hey, listen, I practiced harder than this in college. And oh, now yeah. I'm getting paid for it, so I'm good to go. But some of those guys are going to get a little bit of freedom um, maybe they were have maybe they had more structure at the college level because of the fact that they were a little bit more apt to step out. Um, but um, you, you can't be responsible for it. you got to run your program the right way, the way that wins championships, and the way that produces five first round draft picks and fifteen overall uh, draft picks. And uh, I just I really it sucks for Georgia fans. I hate it for all of you, um, every single one of you that this off season has been what it was. But I also wish you wouldn't have wasted last off season bitching and moaning about Stetson some minute that I've said my piece. Some people, some people enjoyed it for what it was. Something that we always enjoy around here is uh, breaking tea in the Georgia shop, specifically over at Breaking Tea. I, Palmer, no offense to your hoop dogs, everyone's hoop dogs, but this cracked me up. The big Does it say dance. anything about the ladies? Um, it's blocking. Oh, it does. Okay, thank goodness. I thought it. I thought it was just like it's. Yeah, it's it's March. Okay, it does. Okay, so get Ooh. this women's basketball big dance T-shirt. There we go. Good catch, Jake Rowe. Go support the ladies, man. Go support them. They work real hard. Yeah, they do, and and thankfully they have escaped their basketball uh, coliseum that's falling apart. Hopefully, it will be ready to uh, host some basketball games by next season. They better be writing down that mesothelioma ad on a uh, on a uh, on daytime TV. You know, I hear there's. I don't know if there's any asbestos falling around in there, but mesothelioma, baby. Uh, no asbestos in the breaking tea apparel. Uh, that we just really, really enjoy. Less than 1% asbestos. <laughs> Less than 0%. <laughs> uh, check out the link in the show description for all of your championship gear and a lot of your Stetson Bennett gear as well. And we'll be talking a lot about Brock Bowers, I reckon, this time next season, unless he just really shocks the world and is the best bulldog ever. 
Um, hey, so Wes, let's talk about Wes. <clears throat> yeah. Since people since people love your D-Lad impression in the uh, in the comments, I want you to pull this up. I, I, we can show the people the hat that he was wearing today. Uh, it's we're not it's, okay. It, I'm not coming on here to bash. I love D-Led. I love D-Lad. He was he was my professor in, in the sports media program. He was wearing. Uh, go look. He's probably wearing his fraternity hat, right? Man, I, so I got to tell you guys from. I got to tell you guys from today. So there was one chair in the Kenny McIntosh photos from from today. There was one chair to sit in on that sideline today in that indoor practice facility, and uh, I posted up in it a couple times. And after the Kirby Smart interview, I made a beeline. I grabbed my computer and I went straight to that chair and I sat in it. And as soon as I sat in it and looked, <laughs> my man D-Led, as soon as I sat in it, I looked left, I saw D-Led right behind me, and he goes, how's coming for that chair? And, uh, <laughs> and I said, you can have it, dude. I'll sit on the ground. And so I sat on the ground, let D-Led have the chair. He sat in it for like five minutes like he was like on a battery charger and then got up and walked away. <laughs> just like yeah. eyes glazed over, just yeah, totally like, unplugged. Hey, listen, had to get off the feet for a minute replicant from uh d led for bark after dark one day maybe I mean, don't, if he don't can hang out, out with us uh if he can hang out with us peasants who uh, cover the college game yeah it's always interesting to see d led come up there for georgia stuff because he doesn't get that ceremonial first question that he gets on the falcons beat and it's like he, he respects it but i think on some level he doesn't really know what to do with his hands let's talk about everybody that wasn't jalen carter today and I don't want to stay just on Jalen and Stetson Bennett. That's y'all hear us talk about those two guys all the time. But we got to start with Stetson. From my take, my read on it, I don't think he really did anything one way or another. I don't think he crushed himself. I don't think he did anything to wow anybody either. No, he he let a few deep balls kind of hang up on him a little bit. Um, a couple of them that guys had to wait on. Um Chip Towers made a pretty good assessment. Not God, persona non grata. I get it. You guys don't like him. I do. Chip Whatever. with the stash today. Yeah, I'm not a, not a big. You know, I told him. I, I called it. I had a name for it when I saw it. I can't say it because it's inappropriate. Um, but um, Chip made a good point. He's like he's throwing the ball so much better to his left than he threw to his right, and he was right. He was kind of driving the ball to his left and throwing to his right um, a little bit, kind of wild and out of out of sorts. Um, you know, I thought it was up and down on the full field stuff. But when he got to the red zone, I thought he was really good. Um, you know, they had deep outs to the back pylon. They had comebacks to the front pylons. Uh, uh, you know, this, the old stick and nod from uh, from NCAA uh, to Dar- uh, Darnell Washington, um, the favorite play of, of uh, Connor Riley of Dog Nation. Um, Stetson was on time and on target in the red zone stuff and looked really good. And I thought he moved really well, too. He sh- I mean, that – you don't get to see him as close as we got to see him today very often. And he is so cat quick um, with some of those late rush things they were simulating for him. Um, but I, I thought he did. But I, I'll say this. I thought one of his receivers, um, none of whom are, were, you know, none of whom are Georgia players eligible for the NFL draft. Um, uh, one of his receivers. Well, Dar- Darnell, Darnell and Kenny, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking about his wide receivers. Okay. Gotcha. But you're right. Yeah. Um, one of his wide receivers who is at Georgia this year did the best thing I saw all day, and that was uh, Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saint, kind of ran a square in, and Stetson had like a late rush simulation come right at him, right as he was throwing, and he kind of let it sail on him and get behind him. And Rosemi left his feet, got at least three feet of air, and reached back with his right hand and palmed it, brought it in, and and just kind of hit the ground running upfield. It was a really impressive catch, and that was probably the best thing I saw from anybody all day long. Yeah, the flip side last year, Carson Beck throws because what was the word, Palmer? Pickens requested that Carson Beck be his quarterback. Is that, that true? That's that's what we were told, that uh, the, the Pickens liked liked how how hard uh, Carson threw it and, and how much he could air it out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was the case last year. Yeah, uh, well, well, this year you get the flip side, and Rosemary Jack Saint does get to show up a year early and maybe gets himself on the radar ever so slightly. And yeah, him, he's getting every Arian, extra yeah. rep he can. Him, Arian Smith, and Dylan Bell. Um, plus, don't forget Luke Bennett, um, Georgia walk-on, yep. and, and younger brother of Stetson. Um, I, I know those two enjoyed that. That was special for them. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, with, with Stetson, it, it was some up, some down. Um, you know, let, like let me you let said, me let me pause you right there, Palmer. Mike Tomlin right here talking to Kiaris Jackson, and Mike Tomlin was like glue to George Pickens at Pro Day yes. last year. Yes, and he was. We saw how that turned out. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was I was wondering I saw that and I was wondering whether they were talking uh talking about Kiaris or they were whether they were talking about George uh George, Georgia receivers and Pittsburgh, man. Um no, I mean and, and there's a great photo too um from Tony today, Tony Walsh of UGA Sportscom, uh, who has Jarvis Jones talking with his former coach uh in, in Mike Tomlin. So uh, you know, with, with Stetson, I thought it was a little bit of up, a little bit of down. I thought the way that he handled himself with the media afterwards and, and how, you know, it was it was very Stetson-esque, um, you know, his understanding of, you know, hey, this is something that I have to do. This is for the scouts. Um, you know, he, he wasn't completely satisfied. He was um, – he, he's I think he used the word pretty good – um, a couple of times and said, uh, you know, that, that he missed on some balls and, and would have liked to have him back. I, I think he threw it 50 or so times. And and let's be honest, how often are you throwing the ball 50 times in that short of a window? Hmm. I mean, yeah, that's never, true. Never. Yeah, that, that short window point. is the kicker. They probably, he probably throws it more than that in game day, but it's spread out over the course of about six right. hours. Right. Not, not six hours. That's a lot. Maybe like four and a half, five hours. Well, if it's on CBS, it's probably. through 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 that many times over the course of the weekend well yeah people bring that up how much do scouts really get out of this he's throwing on air there's no real defenders but yeah i mean you're that rapid fire back to back to back to back that is mentally and physically grueling every every quarterback pro day is different i mean you know i he he was saying part of what he's done with quarterback country um, out in Dallas is they helped script the routes that these guys were going to run. And, well, and they NFL had a script, script uh, that, yeah, NFL script. Um, they, uh, they, they had a script of, of what he was going to do, um, what, what these receivers were going to run, uh, just essentially laying out, Hey, we're going to showcase this about Stetson's game. And, and I would like to go back and watch it again and, you know, see, Hey, what, what did he throw more than, more than he did others? Um, you know, I, I noticed he had the, uh, the Zach Wilson rollout throw across his body uh, deep ball in there that, that mm. wowed everyone on social media when Zach did it. Um, Stetson did it. And, and I believe, I believe Crickets. it was, I believe it was dropped by Matt Lynn. Well, that's... He had a couple of those. Listen, Matt, you say what you want about Matt Landers. In the House of Pain indoor facility in the Woodruff practice fields, that son of a gun caught a lot of stuff. It was just between yeah, the hedges that he had some issues. Chris Chris Smith said he got a uh, welcome to college from, from Matt Landers. Man, I, I'll tell you all right now, I, I really hope Matt Landers becomes a good player, but I'm going to have – a burr in my saddle for Matt Landers for, for a long time because two preseasons in a row, I had dads of player parents, you know, of players calling me. I had sources who saw practice, um, other people that, um, that will remain nameless. I'm talking about like in unison, man, Matt Landers is the truth. Matt Landers is dominating the scrimmage. Matt Landers just torched, Dar- uh, not Darian Kendrick, uh, just torched Eric Stokes. I mean, you I who mean, was there today? Just lighting people up. And then the season rolls around, and Matt Landers is AWOL. Stokes I, I and uh, Nakobe Dean showing up today. And how about Nakobe Dean showing up in the Georgia Pro Day attire? That threw me for if, a loop. I was like, is he I'm out there to? Mistaken, I believe Nakobe has taken classes this semester. Um, because I, I've heard from some folks around campus that uh, that he's he, that he's been on the on the buses uh, over by Driftmeyer. The if ghost of Nakobe Dean is still uh, so remaining good, good on the you, Georgia Nicobe campus. Dean. Good for you, Nakobe Dean. Eating I know we're not chopping wood yet, but that's that's something we could chop wood about. Uh, Tomahawk, since you can hear me but not see me, that's probably a good thing. Did anyone run a forty today? Kenny McIntosh ran them, ran it twice. Uh, we were very much so blocked out. 
Jake had a stopwatch, but uh, but did not get the time. It took me a while to get over to a place where I could actually time it because they were running straight at us for a bit. Yeah. Um, I did get a mere speed. Myself, Mark Weiser, and Jed May over at UGA Sports, we all got uh, a mere speed. Raced? 431, 431, <laughs> and 432. No, we did not race. <laughs> we did not race. Jed could probably outrun all both me and Weiser on his hands. I, I need not say that about Weiser. Weiser, Weiser, uh, Weiser's more athletic than than you may think. Who do you think the fastest reporter is on the Georgia beat? I mean, are we counting like pr- former players? Because no, no, it's probably Connor. No, like the the I don't know. Heads, Jordan's, kind of, Jordan's kind of wiry. Connor, no Connor's in good shape though. Connor, Connor, Connor actually runs a lot. Oh yeah, Connor is. <laughs> yeah, he, he runs like marathons. So. Yeah. yeah, Connor's. Well, he's, he's got to put band aids on his nipples. <laughs> he's yeah, he's got to put that that uh, lanolin on there. Uh, any uh. <laughs> <laughs> Any other? Let's drop the breastfeeding tips yeah, over well, here. This is in my, in my <laughs> near future. after dark. <laughs> um, any other standouts from Pro Day today? Kenny McIntosh, Keely Ringo, Robert Beal. I mean, Beal coming off of that good NFL combine looked like he was still out there getting some work done. I just, I was not glued to the the tv screen and really the coverage was centered on stetson and jalen so i didn't really so, see much of those dudes so yes sean william Poole was working out um the former players that were there i've got the list um william Poole was there um obviously he didn't finish the season with the team Jaden hunter from western kentucky hugh nelson from hawaii Amir Speed from Michigan State, Colby Wyatt from Hawaii, and Matt Landers from Arkansas. Um, Jake, you mentioned Darnell putting on weight, and I will say he looked skinny from what I saw. Um, yeah, compared yeah, to what he looks like with pads on, he does look skinny. Yeah, he does look skinny, and and so maybe he put on weight, maybe he didn't. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not con- so sure that his You're calling him a liar. Yeah, maybe <laughs> somebody get the word out. To that Maybe. man right there, but Palmer but I, you know I I thought I I'm not so sure his combine measurements weren't off in, entirely. Could be you could be right about that. Okay, all right. But you're, and, not, calling, and, you're not calling him a liar. You, you your ass gets to live another day. <laughs> but <laughs> but two seventy is is still less than he played at. And, Darnell and Washington busted in, in through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. Yeah, yeah. Kirby said something today about sometimes uh, Darnell playing at over two eighty. Well, Darnell that's told just us insane, at, man. Darnell told us he was at two eighty last season. So I mean, he's he's already lower than what he was with with the hope of becoming a better pass catcher uh, because of it, but still maintaining that that run blocking ability man i'll tell you right now if you tell me i got to talk of darnell washington at 280 pounds in the open field i'm gonna ask you for a pistol or a cyanide tablet no <laughs> give me and give i, me I might use both on myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> just to be sure um jake roos welcome to the show no let's let's pivot from uh pro day we have everything you could want on Pro Day over at dogshq.com. $10 for four months right now. Is that correct? Jake that Rowe? is. And, and, and everything on Pro Day, including some intel. And I'm not talking about like, you know, hey, this is what we saw. Uh, even though, listen, we, we got experts over there and we know what we're looking at. But, um, did you know, I, I share some of the thoughts that, that, you know, I was able to reach out and get some guys to text me back on what they thought about Georgia players at the Combine, come check it out. Um, I, I think it's um, pretty informative, pretty unique. It's the first time, I, honestly, that I've ever covered a, a Combine and I've kind of tapped into those things and kind of been able to say, here's what people are saying that that I know and trust about, you know, the way these Georgia players worked out. So come check us out. I mean, it's less than a penny a day. It really is. It's it's less than a penny a day to come, uh, to come spend, uh, you know, four months with us and, and get to know us over at Dogs HQ. Love it. Appreciate that, Jake. Uh, Jake Roos, you had a story today that caught my eye, or at least a, a snippet from your story, that Georgia is courting, in your words, or I guess Glenn Schumann's words, the next Nicobe Dean. His words, not mine. 
Yeah. Uh, I, and listen, I mean, that's an effective pitch, right? Tristan Jernigan was the young man I wrote about, a linebacker out of uh, Mississippi, Tupelo-based, uh, in fact. Definitely a kid that uh, SEC fans are going to be familiar with over the next couple of years because he's got offers stacking up left and right. Ole Miss, a heavy favorite for him right now. But uh, definitely uh, an interesting guy. I saw him. He was down at uh, the Under Armour camp in Atlanta and – uh, you know, really kind of boosted his stock there. I think that was uh, soon after that's when Georgia offered, if not that same day, if I remember correctly. So, look, I mean, that's a compelling sell, right? If you're going to compare somebody to anybody, Nicobe Dean's about as good of a comparison as you can get, especially if you're a kid from Mississippi playing linebacker. I mean, that's the goal, right? Uh, that's who Nicobe Dean was. So, really interesting to hear that. Uh, a great sales pitch and you know, if, if they see that in your game, like I said in my tweet, they, they obviously think a lot about what, what you can do. So um, intrigued to see this young man. Um, I was kind of curious, like, if there were a Nicobe Dean on the team this year, uh, I was curious who you guys thought it might be. In in what regard? Like, at the linebacker position? Yeah, or... yeah, 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 right, yes, at linebacker, yeah. I mean... Like, in terms of, like, right, like... Who who plays like Nakobe? I guess who's the guy that you've envisioned playing like Nakobe this Come season? Come on, Dumas Johnson. Well, is it yeah, I mean, I don't know. Be... I don't know if he has that motor. I don't know if he has quite has Nakobe's motor. I was thinking. Of, what about Jalen Walker? He, he's well. Jalen's a good pick, but if you're Jaylen's talking bigger, if we're talking inside guys, who was that, Palmer? Jalen is bigger than. Yeah, I, I was thinking C.J. Allen is the guy that, that kind of jumped off the page to me when I'm thinking of, of Nicobe. I, I compared him to Roquan, but I don't know that those guys were are vastly different animals uh, in, in terms of their style. So uh, C.J. Allen, to me, is a guy who can be that kind of player for Georgia. Nicobe, I think, is – I think Nicobe was, so, was such a special linebacker at Georgia because, like, his, his he kind of just had very rare instincts. Um, that play against Michigan where – the guy just takes one step and in, in flat motion and 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 Nicobe's over there just pointing like, hey, I'm gonna meet him right there and tackle him. And he did he does. I mean, the Nicobe did that kind of stuff a lot. Um, I will say this though, man, Nicobe Dean is the best linebacker I have ever seen, period, at the college level of when he blitzed, an offensive lineman could slip off and try to pick him up, and God, he was unblockable. He was absolutely unblockable. He'd give him a soft shoulder and they were done. So, I mean, he – Nicobe's a special player and kind of a generational player in his own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Kirby talked about those instincts when he was first there. I mean, this is a guy – listen, he hid from his speed. He hid from having to showcase what he could actually run. Um, and and you know, that may have ended up hurting him. It may have been medicals that ended up hurting him or whatever. But uh, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, that's, that's one of the finest college football players I've ever watched, and a lot of it had to do with what was between his ears. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, he's, and I guess still is a genius. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's. Oh, yeah. We, coming out of high school. Yeah, I, I think mean, a lot of it has to do with the catfish he ate on his pasta. <laughs> What's <laughs> the story there? Uh, so, I mean, they, they said it. So they were doing the game day came for the Arkansas game, I think it was, or, or something like that. And they were, they had Channing Tindall and Quay Walker and, and uh, Nicobe and Nolan Smith, they had the kind of the linebackers, the second level of that defense. They were talking about trust and their difference between each other and what they knew about each other. And um, they were like, yeah, Nicobe's weird. He eats catfish on his pasta. And I think it's just like a Mississippi thing. I think it's like, you know. The, really the, good. Oh, yeah, it was like a spaghetti almost or something, wasn't it? I don't yeah, even it know. wasn't like, like a, a burrito. I'm, I'm kind of hungry. Like a bow <laughs> I think like what a you bow going to do to some bomber? <laughs> I, I I could probably do to catfish pasta what I did to Shoney's, and that is mess it up. Oh man! All right, let's Another maybe, maybe word. Should do a Shoney's live show. <laughs> yeah, the live Shoney's of Athens is right up the road. What we're doing one? for the Shoney's brand is is un unmatched. Is that one? Nobody's done this much for Shoney's. Are the Steiner brothers? Do they still have theirs? We should go do it at that one. The Steiner brothers? Yeah, Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner owned a that show. Made up. Are both of them still alive? Yes, actually, surprisingly. God. Let's get them up. <laughs> Glad you're you still alive. The genetic um, break. All right. Before Palmer leaves the show to go to Shoney's, 
Let's chop some wood. <laughs> Paul, Palmer, you lead us off, man. Good. Um, I will chop wood about Nolan Smith and and the his future in football. Yes, he has got a great future, uh, as probably has a great future as a player, uh, but I think he definitely has a great future as a coach. Um, talked about it at the Combine. I may have mentioned it on that show. Uh, how much he wants to get into coaching. He said he wanted to start at the high school level because he could have a major impact on guys. Today he revealed his some bigger plans. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, I guess, he's he's developed these bigger plans, and he wants to be the Kirby Smart's successor. Uh, big shoes to fill. Wow. I mean, Kirby, Kirby's won two Growing national championships already. Ring, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he – Nolan says – Four peats, five peats. Those are his goals, not not repeats. He wants to win. A, he wants to win them all. Um, obviously, you know, I, I think that's a little bit tongue in cheek there, but I do think Nolan Smith would would be one hell of a coach. Talked about, you know, the the kind of impact that he could have. I think he would be a great recruiter. Just go look at the recruiting pitch that he gave on NFL Network. Uh, he talked about that some today. Talked about how how important it was for him to have that moment to share about Georgia. Um, you can tell UGA means a lot to him. And, uh, you know, I, I think Nolan Smith, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's a joke, but I do think Nolan Smith would be a great coach one day. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – I don't want to say you're stealing Jake Rose Thunder there, but that's something we've talked about. You've It'd mentioned. be really fun to for see Nolan Smith come back as the head coach. Oh man, absolutely! Listen, I'll tell you this: I don't, I don't think he would have any problem getting a uh, like a graduate assistant job like that tomorrow. Yeah, no. they'd welcome him with open arms and talk about a talk about a recruiter. Now he, what's funny about this is he could make a lot of money as a player, and he's going to make a lot of money as a player, but. It's not often that you've got a guy who you're like, hey, man, this guy's got several different ways he can become a millionaire pretty quick. And he could, within ten, within five, six years, be making probably close to a million dollars or at least have stockpiled a million dollars as a coach. I mean, like you said, graduate assistant, gets his master's degree. I, don't th I think he gets snatched up real quickly, especially because he's going to do – that guy on the left is going to do exactly what that guy on the right tells him to do. And because he's the most coachable, one of the most coachable players I think has ever come through that program, and uh, and and if he does that, that guy on the right made a lot of money um, in a short period of time because he figured out you know how to climb the ranks and, and what it took. And um, he said it before: if you want to if you want to be an assistant coach one day, then you recruit like one and you dress like one. And you know I think Nolan Smith would take a similar path and be there really quick. Now, I All think right. he's going to have a better playing career than Kirby did, though. Oh, no doubt. One of them already <laughs> has. Yeah. Hot Not take alert. Was a bad player. He was good, but Nolan's going to play in the You know, we've, we've, mentioned that, we've mentioned Connor on the show already, so I'll bring up a debate that Connor and I were having today and, and bring it on here. Is who, who had a better Georgia career? Because Kirby was once an all-SEC player. Nolan never was. Yeah. Mm. I, think, I mean, Kirby I think doesn't have the hardware. I mean, Kirby, Kirby didn't. As a player, though, I mean, as as an individual, not not a part of a team. Yeah, Kirby was not part of national championship teams as a player. But I mean, as as an individual, was was as an individual player, was he better? I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, this. Well, here's here's here's. Uh, if, you think Kirby was judging. better than Nolan? No, Nolan was. If we're judging it on like yeah, com, com, uh, complete totality, yeah, like Kirby may have stacked somewhat better stats right or like you said all sec right whatever. those accolades all sec you know kirby smart would have been pushed into the fire if somebody could have had <laughs> nolan smith over kirby <laughs> smart they would, have, they would have thrown him in front of a train man all, mean, off the 40 <laughs> off the 40th story balcony of a hotel kirby Dude, himself has said he would not have recruited himself which yeah, i think right. is matthew all you see, need to know uh matthew see no kirby does not share the team int record um dominic sanders has more bakari rambo has more for sure mm. fudge yeah jamon fudge i saw jamon uh out downtown the night that we both graduated at the same time. I think he came back to school because he was a little bit older than me. 
And I asked him if I asked him what his plans were after college. And I, you know, I'd had a few, I thought I was putting a pretty, pretty good joke on him. And, and, uh, Jamon Fudge did not like that joke. <laughs> um, anywho, I'll chop wood about Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo. This, this episode's been all about pro day, obviously, but we did get to hear from Kirby yesterday as spring practice begins. And as soon as this video is over, I want y'all to check out a couple things. I want you to go check out those press conferences. You get to hear from Kendall Milton. You get to hear from Kirby Smart. You get to hear from Lad McConkey, Rad Lad, and the dogs are uh, turning the turning the page, turning a new leaf. But specifically, it's the first time we've gotten to hear Kirby really talk about Mike Bobo and the ways that he kind of confounded and confused him. Uh, when they played each other in that Auburn game, I guess it would have been in 2021. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so go he check that out. He was interim at South Carolina in 2020. When they That's played. right. That was Bubba's first game as interim. And then the on three uh, national interview with J.D. Piquel and David Pollock. Pollock has a not really a Luke, not really a hot take. It's a lukewarm take that Carson Beck will be Georgia's starting quarterback. You may or may not find that interesting, but a little tease. He's got a little bit of wisdom. He's got a little bit of knowledge on how things will shake out between Georgia and Tennessee and Alabama moving forward in the SEC. So y'all go check that out and hear what uh, 47 has to say about the volunteers. Tennessee man isn't in here, so somebody let him know about that. All right. I, if I'm chopping wood, it can only be really about one thing, and that's that Dylan Riola is expected to be on campus this weekend. Um, that, that's been the, the, the talk for some time. I'm in a real, like, believe it when you see it kind of mode with Dylan Riola and, and his visit stuff. Not to say that he's dishonest, but, like, just sometimes stuff doesn't come to fruition in the way that you hope it does. There's quick changes, that kind of thing. So, Dylan Riola, a big, huge visit for Georgia. Um, look, USC, that team that's really surged ahead, it feels like. And that felt like it came off the back of a, a visit that he spent there. Nebraska is certainly uh, a team to watch out for. We've talked about all the reasons for that. Family connections. To me, there's no program that needs Dylan Riola more than Nebraska in terms of long-term trajectory and what he means in the immediate. And then you've got Georgia – uh, lurking back there right now in third place on the on three RPM. The dogs are still in this thing, man. And I continue to hear that. And I continue to know people that feel good about it. So we'll see how this one goes. I think that this is a very, very big visit for Georgia. I think that these spring visits are especially crucial for Dylan Riola. I haven't gotten the sense that he's ready to commit or pull any triggers anytime soon, but I do think that it's a crucial stretch uh, moving into the summer. So if he makes this visit and it goes the way uh, that, uh, you know, Kirby Smart and company will be hoping, you know, can re really reposition Georgia in a big way. He's not the only one either. There's a lot of guys uh, coming in this weekend, so be looking for a big visit. Roos, tell me. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're some... laughing at. I can see it too. <laughs> Roos's fridge looks about the size Tom of an army. dog has the has the, has the the sticks out. He's got marshmallows on him. He is that's roasting. A, uh, that's a, it's, it's a depth perception thing, man. It's, we're playing angles here, okay? <laughs> it's a full right. size refrigerator. It's Roos, actually a very large kitchen. His arm up, put his fridge on it. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Tomahawk Dog has me over here researching better internet connection <laughs> yeah tomahawk dog just signs on and roast us one beer at a time for roost in that fridge baby Man, <laughs> listen we get them cold we spit, sit the next one in there uh, matthew c says i think riola has gone to the heisman factory aka or whatever team lincoln riley coaches I, i'm not disagreeing with that honestly i think that that makes a lot of sense personally if you're a top tier quarterback if you want accolades you want stats that makes a lot of sense man i mean it is what it is. Now, what can Mike Bobo do with a guy like that? What could Todd Munkin have done with a guy like that? We don't really have those answers. We don't know. But uh, what we do, we, we do know what Lincoln Riley can do with guys like that, and that's compelling, man. It really is. At the end of the day, also, Georgia's got a quarterback commit. They got a really solid one, and Chad Simmons did a great story with him the other day. Ryan Puglisi said other teams are pressing. I'm locked in with Georgia. I had mentioned him a couple weeks ago, I think, on Chopping Wood. Mm -hmm. He's very solidly committed yeah, to the dogs, and they need to feel good about that. 
he is not backing down. Uh, Ro, before we get to you, Bruce, what's uh, like a visit during spring practice compared to a visit during like the dead of winter? I, I almost imagine that when things are a little bit more lively, guys are hopping around, there's energy because of spring practice. I almost have to imagine that those visits, not that Georgia just sucks and mails it in on the other ones, but I have to imagine that those visits have a little bit uh, more pep in the step for, for Kirby's coaching staff. No, they're cool. I mean, you know, it's the January visits, in my opinion, are a little bit better because there's really just no football happening. So you're able to be able you're able to devote a little bit more time face to face. Whereas in this instance, you got spring practice rolling. You know, you're obviously focused on that to some degree, but it's a good window for Georgia to recruit in um, at this time. It's much better, in my opinion, than a game day, which is a total you know, you've, you've got a few windows of time that you can pack things in, and that's about it. The rest of it's devoted, obviously, to uh, what's going on between the hedges. So uh, th- these are big visits, man. These are important visits and uh, very compelling visits. Um, you know, I think especially, you know, we're already we've already got a couple of names on that OB tracker over at Dogs HQ uh, circled for that uh, G-Day game. I think that that's going to be a really impressive one when all said and done. A couple OVs already lined up there, and I think that those that's a great time to take them uh, for sure because look, the game is what it is. It's an inter-squad scrimmage. So, you know, spring visits, don't, don't underrate them. They set a big tone for how things play out, I think, going into the summer. Cool. Good stuff. All right, Ro, take us home. All right. Uh, I'm going to chop wood. On listen, I was watching the NFL Combine and I was looking at the NFL Combine gear. It says no bull on it. I'm like, what the heck is this? So I start looking around to find out. Find out today. No, it says no bull dogs, and it was a, a Falcon shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, found out today, uh, Brock Bowers has signed an NIL deal. The greatest player in Georgia history has signed an NIL, NIL deal with uh, no bull. I, I, I have joke about that. I, I don't have my tongue completely in my cheek but a little bit um listen you guys all know what i think of brock bowers um and it's uh it, i listen my dad's one of them okay my dad is one of these um traditionalist college football fans nil is gonna ruin the sport oh no um you know you hear it all the time um man i love it i do because i remember when todd Gurley couldn't do what Todd Gurley should have been able to do. And A.J. Green couldn't do what A.J. Green was supposed to be able to do. And, uh, listen, just because you're going to college doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to do the most capitalistic thing ever, and that's capitalize on who you are. And that's your name, image, and likeness. And Brock Bowers has got a good deal with no bull. Great NIL deal, I'm sure. It's going to be tremendous. He's been with them. He's going to continue to be with them. He's going to go make uh, just an – absolute you know bushel of cash in the nfl several bushels of cash and it's going to be wonderful um but good on that guy gave all the collective money back Uh, we've already covered that part of it another nil deal for him that that valuation keeps rising and rising and uh again he's worth every penny especially when you think about what it what he means to georgia am i the only person that like no bowl came out of nowhere at the NFL draft. Like all of a sudden I saw that and I was like, what does this even mean? Like strategic launch. Because because last year I'm pretty sure it was sponsored by new era. I I mean, I like those guys, those guys came out the gate swinging man with their marketing strategy. Kudos to their kudos to their uh, seed funding, man. No bull baby. Uh, No bull here on the dogs HQ YouTube channel and the Georgia show. We're live every Wednesday and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern and also live every Monday at 9 p.m. on Bark After Dark. So y'all uh, hit like, hit subscribe, lock us in. We love having you in the comments section. If you're new tonight, we appreciate your kind words and let us know how we could be doing things better as Georgia heats up in spring practice. Next time we talk, and the next several times we talk, will be all about that. So log us in. Don't miss out. And if you do happen to miss a live show, we have the replay repeat on YouTube and on Apple and Spotify as well for the audio-only listeners. Jakes, Palmer, appreciate y'all joining after a long day at the coal mines, at the House of Pain. And uh, Jake Roos, always a pleasure to have your recruiting insight as well. 
Y'all lay off Palmer with his internet issues, all right? He's making the transition from college to the real world. He's, he's figuring out his, his modem. <laughs> he's, Let he's, the boy walk. <laughs> he's just a boy. <laughs> he's figuring things out, all right? So uh, lay off him. He'll get it figured out. It's, uh, it's always fun. Internet perfection or not right here on the Georgia Show. We'll catch you all next time. Thank you. Gosh, what was that?